Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for February the 9th in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, and to do so on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. We reject revolution unless it's a Jesus revolution, then we're in. We celebrate the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, and what are the peaceful, restorative solutions we have at our fingertips as we promote the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. The checks and balances are brilliant, folks. Welcome to the show. Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. Welcome, sir. Well, good morning, Sam, and good morning to all the listeners. We hope all is well with you on this Friday morning. Uh, by the way, I think our last uh, get-together, we talked about Groundhog Day and about the inability of the prognosticators in science to be able to even tell from day to day almost in many instances. Their uh, percentages are fairly low. We talked about that. If people recall, well, we got nailed this morning with a winter wonderland snowstorm. Uh, totally, 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 totally surprise, surprise, you know, kind of thing. It's the new baby that's born 15 years after your last child, you know. Anyway. Yeah, it's uh, never a surprise to me, though, when, you know, when we're in, you know, February, March, April, you know, it doesn't surprise me that a snowstorm happens. No, it doesn't. It shouldn't. But um, Right. But it was just absolutely bizarre as the snowplows were moving last night. I'm going, holy cow, they... All week long, totally clear. There's not been even precipitation, you know, any kind. And then just uh, bam. Boom. It, it nailed us. And uh, Yeah, and makes going, you wonder if they're bringing them in on purpose, huh? Gonna... Well, God must be. I don't know as we really have that capability now, unless you're talking about some of the harp things and some of these yeah, weird, who knows? you know, efforts. Anyway, no, I, I'm distracting this morning, but it was just this morning. It was like, man, everything was supposed to be, you know, uh, kind of a maybe not spring day, but at least totally uh, without any precipitation. And boom, here we are. We're going to be shoveling out for a long time today. So what's going on in your world? You Sam? got that right. There's a lot going on, sir. My headline says this. Biden is above the law. There's no other way to slice it. No other way to call it. Biden is literally above the law. And it also then now proves over time that Barack Obama was above the law and Bill and Hillary Clinton are above the law. We see this day in and day out, and it doesn't end now. Listen, outlets, including the Washington Post, now are confirming reports that Joe Biden will face criticism but not face charges in the special counsel investigation into his handling of classified documents. The conclusion is that the improper handling of classified documents was more likely a mistake than a criminal act. There you have it. Um, but the bottom line is the same reality check not afforded to President Trump. Even though President Trump might have the right to classify documents, the Senator Joe Biden and the Vice President Joe Biden never did. But yet, they're giving him a pass anyway. And they're basically drive, describing it as well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory Joe Biden literally forgot when his term of vice president was. Uh, He forgot uh, when his son, Bo, died. Biden told a crowd of donors just recently in New York that he recently spoke to German (laughs) Chancellor. 
Helmut Kohl has been dead for seven years. Biden made a similar mistake when he said that he met with the French president as well, um, who has been dead for almost three decades. Biden mixed up two foreign presidents and forgot the name of a parish during his press conference that he insisted on to defend his memory. Joe Biden gave a, quote, rare and unexpected press conference Thursday night in which he blamed it all on his staff for mishandling classified documents. And he snapped at reporters who asked questions. Now, there's a call, by the way, to invoke the 25th Amendment against Joe Biden on social media. Uh, And anyway, it goes on and on and on. We'll talk about more of the details in a second. But, doctor, I just want to get your take here. Bottom line is Joe's above the law. That's really the, the bottom line of this whole thing. Well, Sam, you've done a pretty good recap of uh, another day in the life of Joe Biden. I mean, I I think that uh, this is probably more the norm than the extraordinary. Uh, you know, we got this front page headline news about he's not going to be prosecuted. Yep, 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 we could have predicted that. It's front page headline news. He couldn't remember front page headline noon, a doddering old man that, that uh, just was... And, and all of these uh, faux pas that are happening is just, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm not really encouraged by uh, applying the 25th Amendment. I mean, look who's in line. Oh, baby, where is she? I mean, has anybody done a cognitive review of her? I mean, good gracious. I mean, Kamala Harris is, is not what you'd call, you know, the stellar performer of any any assignment she's ever had, except for maybe as a party girl. I don't know, but the fact of the matter is, I, we're, we're in deep doo-doo, my friend. And, uh, and by the way, I just, I'm just going to broach this. You don't have to pick up the ball on this thing. But if you didn't watch the, the Tucker Carlson Putin review. I did. We'll uh, get into that, too. Okay, Dr. Bradley's great. The problem is he, he mixes so many topics together, it's hard to whoa, focus. Whoa, whoa, The pot calling the kettle black, Sam. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, no, no, really, really. This is, this is. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get I into mean, that as the broadcast unfolds. Hand. So stick with this okay. first issue here. Because I'm going to tie this together in, I think, a meaningful way. Biden is above the law. He'll face criticism but not criminal charges. The conclusion is that the improper handling of the classified documents was more likely a mistake than a criminal act. That's what they're coming out saying. And this is typical. These people are all above the law. Every time they come back and say, you know, it wasn't good, it was a misstep, but there's no criminal activity here, move along. And that's what we saw with Bill and Hillary. That's what we saw with Barack Obama and the, and the forged birth certificate. Now we're seeing this with Joe Biden. But we've gone to a different level, though. One group means harm, the Clintons and the Bidens. And, you know, Joe probably means harm. Hard to tell. But he's so derelict in his duty, he doesn't know what's going on to the point where, to me, this is just a serious national security concern. And when we get to the Russian discussion uh, with Vladimir Putin and um, Tucker Carlson, It'll just highlight the national security concern we have on our hands, doctor. This isn't attack Joe because he's not, you know, sharp as as attack and spry and all that. This is not an attack on an old man. Okay, this is a reality check about national security is what I want to get to. And when we get to the Russian discussion, uh, it highlights the point like no other. Doctor? There's no question. I mean, Joe Biden, I believe it's elder abuse. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, there's all my sympathies. Couldn't agree more. That is just fading into the into the wallpaper. It's absolutely shocking to me. And, and you know, the they're insistent and 
on making him the the suicidal candidate for i mean he's not on his toes enough to figure out how to take too many pills to end it i don't know i mean you know i'm i'm using figurative words in terms of his of his campaign for presidency but but look they seem to be stuck with kamala too I mean, it's like, oh yeah, we're here's a. Well, how you gonna how you gonna get on. rid of Kamala though? The second you decide to get rid of Kamala, you hate women and you hate blacks, right? Even though she's not well, black. Yeah, that's right. I mean, here this everything is a. I identify. I identify as a multimillionaire, but that doesn't help my bank account. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, she's not really uh, black, Kamala, is she? No, no, she's she's a split. Uh, she's got uh, uh, you know Indian and and Jamaican. Yeah. So. So anyway, I. But she is colored, though, right? Uh, you know, is that a, is that an appropriate term, Sam? I don't know. No, I mean, absolutely not. NAACP National Advance, you know, Association Advance colored, colored people. people. So they're advancing her, yeah. But but at any rate, I just find it absolutely astounding, and and here we have the guy's supposed to be the re- leader of the free world and, and he can't probably find his way to the restroom most of the time you know and and so it's just confusion confusion yeah i mean you talk about talking about different leaders that have been dead for extended periods of time that he just met with i mean maybe he sees dead people i don't know but sometimes that's maybe a sign that you're kind of transitioning to the other side i don't know but but they say it's also a sign of dementia and all those kind of things. But uh, somebody's got to do an assessment. But but I don't think we got a good option up our sleeve. I mean, well, other than let, let's do an impeachment and remove him and Kamala, and then maybe there's another one. But but I'm not that impressed with Mike. I mean, there's been so many screw ups in so many ways. Uh, no, Mike has been an absolute disappointment. Absolutely. So it's like, holy cow, then where do we go? Oh, oh, we got Schumer, Chucky baby. Uh, we well, and how did Mike, how did Mike and crew, by the way, lit- go ahead and skip the break. How did Mike and crew literally sit back in the house, knowing full well they're supposed to originate all spending bills, let the Senate go to town on supposedly immigration or the border reform or whatever you want to call it, mixing it with somehow the Ukraine in some weird way, waiting for the Senate to unveil the spending bill, and then they look at it and go, it's DOA? What have they been doing for the last many, many, many weeks while they know full well that their authority in the House to originate spending bills, their responsibility, their duty, was being um, you know, replaced by the Senate? Why didn't we hear anything from Mike while this was going on? Like, hey, how dare you guys? I don't know why you're working on a bill. I don't know who you think you are, but you don't have you know, origination of spending bills authority. This is our responsibility. We're putting together. Not only did they were they derelict in their duties sitting by while all this happened and then let it release and said it was dead on arrival. They did nothing to put their own plan in place either. So true. Everything you're stating is absolutely correct. But but Rand Paul has speculated. I don't know if it's speculation or, or he had he was a fly on the wall or heard the rumor or, or put two and two together. But he says the reason the bill was advanced by Schumer and Mitch is because they're traveling to Ukraine to meet Ukraine president later this month. If they want to go dance in the street with him about this big so thing. So they can go they hang out with the Ukrainians, but Tucker can't hang out with Vladimir? No. Yeah, you're right. Here's the deal. Tucker broke stuff that the there should have been major, major government agencies clamoring to have some kind of face-to-face 
with the senior guy in Russia to make certain that they could get to the bottom of this. And and, and Putin offered, I mean, well, he, he reminded everybody, I guess I should say, that he has been offering for the last 18 months to meet at the table and solve this problem over there and how they've had multiple accords that have been torn off. Uh, you know, Boris Johnson tore up the one, well, they, the Ukrainians tore it up at the behest of Boris Johnson out of uh, England. But they've had multiple solutions that have been brought forth, negotiated solutions, solutions that the people were interested in. Zelensky, for example, the guy that's the head of Ukraine, he was elected on a peace platform when he got elected. But but we have been insisting that they stay at war. And, and by the way, we did the coup in 2014. And I mean, we have advanced NATO every single one of these things that are happening. We can lay at the doorstep of the U.S. government. And and so, and, and Tucker, uh, you know, I mean, I, could, I can throw criticism and I can throw accolades, but... But he had some groundbreaking uh, reviews there. The conversation had to happen, and Americans needed to see that, Sam, I'm going to remind you, we've been saying this since the start of the war. and we, The stuff that Putin brought out was, yeah, I said that, yeah, I said that, yeah, I said that. The stuff that's being reviewed, here's what I told people when the question came up on my webinar last night. I said, the first thing you've got to do is go read, not read, Watch the Tucker Carlson interview with Bobby Kennedy Jr. Go watch that. You'll have some imprints in your mind with different concepts. And then go watch the Vladimir Putin review. Bobby Kennedy is the most cogent individual on this topic that's in a you know high profile position running for something office nowadays. You know, Rand Paul and, and and uh, his dad do a pretty good job on a lot of these things, too. But the Bobby Kennedy thing was truly an insightful, incisive review of what brought us to this point in Ukraine. And Putin confirmed it all. And you say, oh, Bobby Kennedy's in cahoots with Putin. I would no, say he did, he did more than confirm it all, in my opinion. Yeah, it, absolutely. What because he made was, some real uh, statements that we need to drive to ground. And if true, Joe Biden's a war criminal. Not only that, but but uh, the State Department, I mean, the, the NATO, the I mean, all of the European Union stuff. I mean, th- this is disaster unraveling. And Putin was no very question. incisive. He said some things that told me that he has a better grasp on U.S. politics, U.S. economy, global politics than anybody in the lame brain mainstream press in America. We're, we're doing this by exclusion. We're not talking about it. Uh, sins of omission, if you will. But, but Putin, he understands the shift. It's a major shift in the economics of the world. The BRICS thing and, and the, the pu- pushing together of China and Russia. Russia is now the premier economy in Europe. It is. It holds premier position based upon its trade levels, its its revenue streams, all those kind of things. And and what has happened is all of these uh, oh, I don't know, we're gonna we're gonna run a blockade on Russia. Oh yeah, right. And and the, the Europeans are are sucking air. They're trying to breathe through a straw with their head underwater right now. Well, because they got uh, problems with energy and problems with their economy, right? Oh then 
I mean, uh, well, I know I'm jumping all over. The, 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 these are related, energy and economy. And he yes, talked they about are. the Nord Stream thing then. And he says, and Tucker says, well, who did it? And he says, oh, Tucker. I mean, he didn't quite say it that way. I would yeah, have said did. it a little stronger. He pretty much, it, there's a translator there, so it's not perfect. But he virtually he said what you're saying. He said, have you lost? Come on now. We all know the What's truth around the you, world boy? except for you guys internally to the United States. He virtually said that. It was almost a slap. Well, it was. And then he said, who has motivation and who has the skill set? I mean, and who already went on record saying that they would do it? They promised they could get it done. And it will be done. And Remember, I the had thing? the soundbite of that where Joe Absolutely. literally said to her, and she was astounded, the reporter going, what? How? And he's like, don't worry about how, I, but I'm promising you it's going to happen. Well, when you yeah, have that on record, that's enough for prosecution. That's literally telling what you're going to do before you do it and then doing it and then pretending, oh, I'm not involved. I had nothing to do with it. Well, how's that going to work? Had, we had we had motivation, we had opportunity, and we had the skill set. Very, very. They have to be state actors to do what happened on that Nord Stream bombing, and it was, I mean, unbelievable. And and here's Putin. He's toying in a way with Tucker. I mean, he's being coy. Yeah, um, and it's so astonishing to me. Tucker didn't pick up the baton on some things. I mean, I'm quite confident that Tucker came into the interview with some preconceived questions. I mean, he would have been foolish not to in case it lagged. But but really, Putin, he gave him a history lesson. And Tucker, at the beginning of the thing, to his credit, he says, you know what, we thought this was a filibuster thing at the first half hour. But it was really cogent review to bring us to our current situation. Well, and and, and I'm not here to defend it. Vladimir on everything, but I am here to say he did give you the other side of the story that you may not know from a Russian perspective. He has every right to articulate that, every right to lay things out as they see their side of the story. Uh, and, and so I know it took uh, Vladimir quite some time, and I think he should have summarized the history a little bit. Like he threw out a lot of old dates <laughs> that are really hard to track for the average American people and stuff, where I think that Tucker, I think Tucker for the most part did a pretty good job. And it's to his credit that he admitted that it was not a filler bluster attempt by the Russian president. But to me, the issue is he went on way too long, the Russian president, about the history. And uh, Tucker lost control of the interview, in my opinion, when uh, they started out, basically Tucker starts out and then he goes on and then Tucker interrupts him a couple of times and he's kind of annoyed. And then he basically stops and, and the Russian president said, look, is this a talk show? Like, is this just for ratings for you, Tucker, or is this a real conversation? And Tucker said, oh, it's a conversation. Well, that's when Tucker lost control of the interview. Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah, and in my opinion, the key is what you say is it's both, sir. It is a talk show because this is going to the whole nation, the United States. So, you know what? I appreciate the history lesson because I'm a history buff as, as Tucker Carlson, but the average American is not. And you're going to lose so much of my audience. I, I'm not telling you not to review the history. I'm telling you, you've got to make it short and cogent and to the point where you can catch the American people up uh, in a way that they can understand. And if you start talking about eight, you know, 800, whatever, um, you know, 12, yeah, here's 1,500 years ago. In the Middle Ages. Oh, okay, oh, you're, you're, oh. you're going you're gonna to lose everyone. You've got to functionally bring it to the attention. So I think that he could have taken control of the interview and said, listen, it's both. And here's what it is. It's not a ratings game. It's not a talk show like a joke, like a, a, a reality TV show. It's not that. But it is a summary to the American people, though. It's not a three-hour history lesson for Tucker. It's a get the American people up to speed. Um, and I think it was a missed opportunity by both of them.
the president meant well, but he went on way too long and he lost everybody for the most part. I mean, I literally listened to it and a half hour in, I was going, okay, well, where's the meat of this thing? Um, so I think it kind of backfired on Tucker and I think he lost control of the interviews, what I think happened. And I think he but got kind of spanked and schooled by the Russian president a little bit too, along the yeah. way. Yep. But, but I'll tell you what, it was a good dynamic though, honestly. For me, it was. Uh, I saw that and I said, okay, 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 let's collate that into whatever. And they circled the wagons, came back around. Here's the, here's the, I mean, I'm going to try and net out a, a few things. I think, number one, I think Putin is a far better Russian than Biden is an American. That's sad, an but factual. Agreed. It's a sad indictment. I think he's a, he has a higher religiosity than Biden does. And well, he did highlight the he did make a point in his big long history to highlight the Christianity uh, reality check of how you know what Russian um, Christianity is a real thing. It's not just a it, a theory or we're doing it just so you don't believe we're communists or whatever else. There is a true Christian element there that matters. I think that, and I I can't completely temper this with facts at this point. So it'll be speculation on my part. I'll admit that up front. But by and large, I think that there's a far greater, far greater religiosity that is kind of bubbling just underneath the surface in Russia for the common folk than certainly there is that's uh, being presented in the in the major media. Now, okay, when I say that, you have to understand, I've crossed this country so many times and boots on the ground everywhere. I believe that there's a hardcore, rock-ribbed, Christian element in the United States. I really do. And I've known many of those people, been on their farms, helping them work and all that kind of stuff, helping them build churches, stuff like that as I've crisscrossed the America. But but I'm here to tell you that what's presented in the media is such left-wing, upside-down, backwards drivel about this humanist world that everything's become woke and trans and and made up sexual status and all this kind of stuff that a lot of Americans believe that is what America is. I think Putin was trying to say, look, you got a high relig highly religious people in Russia, a people that, that has been through the hard knocks, 80 years of hell on earth with the communist effort to destroy the opium of the masses, if you will. But people retained their religiosity. I could tell you personal experiences with people that I've had, Russians, that were closet Christians, if you will, people that would die for the Savior's name. And the fact of the matter is that Americans don't have a clue that there's another Christian nation over there. And, and you know, it's not like, you know, you say, I mean, a lot of what Putin said, I'll, I'll have to say this too, was colored in the lens of his history, his, his personal life's history. And so some of that, some of that came out to me as I'm, I, I try to, I read the nuances. I watched his feet. Uh, this is a strange thing, Sam. I watched his feet while he was on camera and he had a full body shot on it. And there's some interesting body language going on there. Uh, and so there's, and, it, and the, his demeanor while he's sitting and talking. And I mean, it was, to me, it was a like revelatory kind of experience and watching a man that Americans never have had a pulse of. And Tucker did that. And that should be a major thing. Tucker's effort to get a journalist re uh, released. Putin came back with some the other side of the story kind of stuff. You know, I think about uh, Tucker saying, now I'm not saying this kid that's over there is, is guilty of anything. But Tucker says, he's just a kid. 
He's not a spy. You know what? I think about when I was 18, 19, 20 years old. If I was working for my country, a lot of strange things happens when you're 18, 19, 20 years old. You know, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, there was a different, there was an interesting exchange and dynamic. I think it had to happen. And people are saying he ought to be treated like Assange. He ought to be in prison. Revoke you're, where you're off. You're, everybody who claims that is absolutely off their rock crazy, ladies and gentlemen. He might have just started a peaceful solution. Hang tight. Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com, continues on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News. I'm Ryan Daniels. In the chambers of the U.S. Supreme Court, former President Trump's attorneys argue there was never an insurrection against the U.S. government. President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. Furthermore, they argue the Civil War era clause of the 14th Amendment being used against Trump in many states does not apply to presidents, only lower office holders. The case stems from a Colorado high court decision to remove Trump from that state's primary ballots over his actions related to the January 6th U.S. Capitol riots. A U.S. House Select Committee that investigated two years ago termed it as an attempted coup at the time. Former President Trump notching a victory in the Republican caucuses in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Trump's already won caucuses in primary elections in Iowa and New Hampshire. President Biden is criticizing a DOJ report that cites lapses in memory noticed by special counsel investigators who had interviewed him earlier. Biden spoke in response himself. I'm well-meaning and I'm an elderly man and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. In their report, DOJ officials said Biden appeared to have a difficult time recalling the timeline of his son Bo's death and did not recall his time as vice president very well either. Biden's attorneys have responded as well, claiming the references made in the DOJ report are inaccurate and inappropriate. Search and recovery efforts continue following a helicopter crash that killed five U.S. Marines. Colonel James Ford says all next of kin are notified and U.S. Marines have remained on guard at the crash site. Due to the hazardous terrain and weather, we are currently conducting a ground recovery. The Marine Corps will investigate the cause of mishap to reduce the likelihood of future mishaps and loss of life. He says an investigation into the Marine Super Stallion crash near Pine Valley in a training mission will likely take several weeks. This is USA News. Omaha Steaks is rewriting the book on burgers with an all-new handmade texture for the juiciest home-style burgers you've ever tasted. Their pure ground burgers are made from single cuts of real aged Omaha Steaks. These are truly steaks on a bun. Filet mignon, ribeye, New York strip, sirloin, and even brisket burgers. Now is the time to experience the exclusive Burger Perfection Flight for just $79.99. Go to OmahaSteaks.com and use promo code TREAT at checkout to get an extra $20 off your order plus free shipping. You'll get four of each pure ground burger so you can sample all the steak on a bun greatness. These burgers are crafted for a juicier, more tender experience, making your mouth water with every single bite. Don't wait. Go to OmahaSteaks.com. Use promo code TREAT at checkout and get $20 off the Burger Perfection Flight and discover your new burger obsession. Minimum order may be required. 
Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues of the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like this year's Buckaroo calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Biden is above the law, ladies and gentlemen. The conclusion is that the improper handling of classified documents, that that was more than a mistake, not really a criminal thing. But yet, they're going to look at this well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory uh, and he doesn't really know what's going on around him Biden told donors in New York that he had recently spoken to the German Chancellor who's been dead for a long time he made a similar mistake with the French president he mixed up two foreign presidents forgot the name of a parish in the conference where he was claiming that his memory is fine how dare you even question it at the same time the quote council said hmm This guy doesn't know what's going on. Joe Biden gave a rare and unexpected press conference about it, and he blamed it all on his staff. What a disgrace for a leader, doctor. Um, Total ownership or complete ownership of something says, look, you know what, Uh, this is me, or this is on my watch. And he's like, hey, I didn't keep track of my staff well enough is my only mistake. My staff's bad. Shame on them for mishandling the classified documents. And my question for you is this. When you get... um, What's the word I'm looking for? When you get authorization or you get, uh, what's it called? When you get permission to, to see, no, it's not permission. It's uh, you, you apply for uh, the ability to see this classified information or whatever. What's that called? Oh, a security clearance. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so sorry. When you get a security clearance, does it say, hey, your staff gets the security clearance too? 
your staff can just run around and move all these documents everywhere, put them in your house by your you know convertible and run around and put them at universities and all these different places he had documents. Does the security clearance allow the staff just to run around and do all that kind of stuff? No, security clearances have some very constraining issues. Yes, they do. Unfortunately, the White House uh, administration brings in many people that get clearances. Uh, if if you ever get a chance, read Gary Aldrich's book, Unlimited Access. I did. I interviewed him and read the book. But here's my question then. So if it really is staff members that did what Joe's saying they did, we might let Joe off the hook if it's really the truth. But why aren't we prosecuting the folks with security clearances that violated their clearance then? Unquestionably. At, at some point, folks, you can't just say, well, it was my staff. They're guilty, but no harm, no foul for them. I'm not really guilty because I can't remember, and no harm, no foul for me, and no harm, no foul for anybody It happened, and it's bad, and uh, no, no big deal. How does that work, doctor, with the security clearances? Um, somehow, if it happened to you, you'd be in prison right now. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd be in prison for the rest of my life probably. I mean, and I've had security clearances for 54 years. I don't have one now, so I can't be, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to claim that. But, you know, it, I think back in history. Now, a lot of your listeners maybe don't remember back when the when Nixon uh, resigned and Ford became president. And uh, and uh, he, he gave the uh, the pardon to Nixon. And, and I just mentioned this in the fact that that there were people. I mean, the, the, that wasn't that long ago, kids. It was 50 years ago. That, but, but there were still people that held staff positions that were were not, you know, wannabe uh, lapdog kiss ups that that were there all the time. When Gerald Ford did that um, pardon, he had as a press secretary a very very close personal friend of him, not me, but him. His pers- close personal friend. He had a press. A press secretary that you know stood up in front of the the crowd and he fielded questions and stuff like that. He resigned. He resigned in protest, in spite of the fact he was a close personal friend of Gerald Ford. In spite of the fact this was a catbird seat where he kind of controlled the narrative and everything like that. And he said, "Heck no, stronger than that." And he resigned. And and what I wonder sometimes if all of these lap dogs that we've got that are that are basically little puppets of of somebody are are just we have lost back even 50 years ago in my memory which maybe not as good as everybody might want to hope it is but the fact of the matter is there was still enough integrity for people to say no i'm i'm not going to stand here and 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 try and put a spin on this thing that's going to make you look like you're a hero now there was plenty of spin put on it don't get me wrong but the press secretary said, I am not going to stoop that far down. So what are Biden's people doing? They get up and lie through their teeth. I mean, they hide the Easter eggs for him every morning and let him go find them. I don't know what they do. I don't know what they're doing. But, but the fact of the matter is we have a bunch of kiss-ups that are in the administration right now, and nobody's saying it's time that this guy is no longer considered or holding the, well and that brings up my ultimate office. question is this a drumbeat way to take joe down gracefully to say you know what the poor old man meant well but he couldn't handle it and and really then um let him resign or let something happen are we going to create the drumbeat to where it's like hey somebody else can come in and gracefully replace him on their democratic ticket is that what the plan is here why the assault on joe right before the election in all these different ways
And you can say, well, none of them are criminal yet. Not yet. But at, at the same time, uh, what if it turns out that Joe and Donald can't run? What are we going to see in this race as a result of all this? The interesting thing is Tucker Carlson's interview coming out. At the same time, they say Joe's really not fit to serve. And then the president of Russia saying, Joe doesn't even run the country. What are you talking about? This timing is interesting, if not intentional. Putin's very astute. He's very well briefed. And and he is an intelligent guy. Now, uh, you know, I'm not calling Putin an old guy. I mean, he's younger than me, okay? So I'm... I'd be calling myself an old guy, okay? But but uh, so don't get me wrong on this. But Putin's he's he's, but he's young compared to Joe. Year. He's going to be seventy-two this year. But yeah. But he he came across as a vigorous, mentally agile individual that that was able to hold his own. And Tucker Carlson and him had a good exchange, and uh, and and he he played his role. He kind of spanked Tucker a couple of times. Not really. He was he was a little more diplomatic than that, but. But, you know, you would have expected that from a Russian president. So, you know, I kind of thought, okay, there he is. But but the fact of the matter is, he is is not a doddering old man. And he's vigorous and active. I mean, like you say, he'll be 72 this year. Um, in fact, it's not that uh, long from now, I don't think. I, it's, I probably ought to look it up and make sure. But but at any rate, um, so a lot of people say, oh, yeah, 72. I mean, he's kind of on, you know, in the sunset years, you know, stuff like that. But he didn't come across that way. And and so Joe Biden, I, if if he and Putin were to meet, it would be mental gymnastics to keep up with him for Joe. And Joe wouldn't even maybe know who he's in the presence of. By the way, Putin couldn't remember the last time he talked to Joe. That right there is an amazing revelation. So-called well, and is a very problematic revelation too. If we're trying to have peace uh, and we're trying to back away from war, like Joe claims. Why wouldn't you try to speak with this guy and, and hammer out a plan, an agreement? Well, and the Russian Putin president highlighted, we used to be great friends until Joe came around. Yeah. Yeah, he talked about how he'd had discussions with Bush, and I got my plenty of grief with all the presidents we've had in recent mm, centuries. But, uh, <laughs> but, but at any rate, you know, he talked about, you know, uh, Bush and Trump and everybody's going to go, oh, okay, there it is. There's an agreement. There's a, there's admission that Trump was a Russian puppet. Oh, bravo, Sierra. You know, world leaders are supposed to be able to have exchanges. And you know what? They're supposed to be able to, to diffuse things at that level. I look back at, at John F. Kennedy and, and Khrushchev. And and some of the things that happened that backed us away from nuclear war. I mean, I remember those days. And, you know, I, I don't want to be like a John Kerry or anything like that, but I, I'll, I'll just say it. I remember those days as though they were yesterday, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> when Yeah, when I the, always uh, say hey, that happened the other day, and my family's like, the other day, that was like five years ago, and I know, but was it today? And they're like, no. And then I said, that was the other one, wasn't it? Well, if it was 60 years ago, I mean, it's still not yesterday. <laughs> that is but the, the other day. I know, it was. It was the other it's day. It's not today. But, it's the but, other one. It was a long minute ago, but at any rate, um, no, uh, Kennedy and Khrushchev, I mean, these they were not rolling the dice, letting some, you know, stooge that's that's on your foreign affairs staff, you know, pull her head out of wherever it is and, and, and save the nation and the world from, from Holocaust, you know, a nuclear Holocaust. Kennedy and Khrushchev talked through this stuff. 
they resolved it by saying, we'll pull our missiles out of Cuba if you pull your missiles out of uh, Turkey, okay? That was the whole thing. That's exactly what Putin says happened to bring about the invasion of the Ukraine. The United States kept pushing their buttons, pushing their buttons, pushing their buttons until they're right against their border. Tanks and everything. Nuke, I mean, they weren't, we weren't, I don't know, maybe we did have nukes there, but, but I, I'm saying there were bases, there were training centers, there was heavy artillery. And, and the fact of the matter is that we advanced NATO a thousand miles without, I mean, without blinking an eyelash, and we said we wouldn't go one inch. Not one inch. Go ahead and skip the break. Yeah, There's we, now calls to invoke the 25th Amendment um, when the uh, special counsel said that, hey, Joe Biden has severe cognitive disabilities. Uh, what do you think of invoking the 25th Amendment on this thing? That's what they oh. tried to do to Donald. It failed spectacularly. But this is where projection happens. They projected that on the Republicans. Now it's coming back to haunt the Democrats. I think with Joe Biden, it's kind of a real thing here. Oh, karma comes around. You know, That's what I keep There's hearing. only one problem with it. If you do this, then you get Kamala. Yeah. yeah. I'd almost rather have Joe there than Kamala right now. Well, I mean, the same strings that are pulling him are going to pull her. There's no question about it. I mean, the people that are in charge are not going to let her become the commander-in-chief. It's just not going to happen. She hasn't been down to her Zarina job or whatever it is, Zar job, on the border. I mean, maybe she got within 40 miles of the border or something. Hey, I went to the border. No, you didn't. You know, that's not even a close town, you know. But, uh, but no, name one thing, one thing that she has touched that hasn't turned to mush or that she never touched at all. Because what in the blazes is she doing? She's in, I was going to say, if it had been a man, I'd say an empty suit. But, but. Well, in my opinion, what you got with her is you've got a lot of damage being done behind the scenes. So she looks like a buffoon on the surface. And she yeah. may be, but, but behind the scenes, I have a feeling that she's doing things that are undermining the United States in very critical, uh, very influential ways. That when it comes to light 10, 20, 30, 40 years later, because, uh, you know, the deep state seems to be able to keep their secrets pretty well. Uh, I'm convinced that in 20, 30, 40 years, you'll be like, oh, I can't believe that we, you know, she did that. You're not going to know about it now, but I'm convinced that she's undermining the United States in very fundamental ways right now behind the scenes. Don't have well, proof of it, uh, but no. she's not just there as a derelict. I'm pretty confident that there's reasons and there's things that she's accomplishing um, but how do they get rid of Kamala now? If they, if they, you know, how do they, you can't get rid of this quote colored, uh, female. I mean, that would be disaster for the Democrats at this point, right? Well, no, it could, it doesn't have to be. And I'll tell you why I know, I know in a way we could say they've painted themselves into a corner and all that kind of stuff. And, and what you're saying absolutely has validity. However, with the right replacement, they could do it. And and I'll I'll do yeah, hold on. The off. deep state will not do the right replacement. Why not? Why not Michelle? And I, and everybody goes, holy cow! It'll break. Well, they, she, they, Michelle might be jumping into this. That's my point. Is if you can get Joe to somehow resign, and somehow Kamala has an issue or whatever else, you could literally have a Michelle front and center in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, you really could. And Michelle could come up out of the woodwork. I mean, the the. Uh, uh, the big conventions aren't that far away. I mean, we're in the year, kids. And and so um, stuff like that could, could just bubble to the surface. And like I say, 
it looks like an impossible conundrum for them. And, and I, can, I can see the logic reasoning and the analysis and everything like that. But there's got to be people, they're working three-dimensional chess on this thing that are behind the scenes that are saying, okay, with this, then that, how do we do this? I used to do this kind of stuff in my old life. But, but there was always an analysis going on behind the scenes. And, and for, for them to not have a, a trick up their sleeve or a rabbit in their hat or whatever would, is absolutely unthinkable. So it just is not going to happen. And we can make them look like they're stumbling like a drunken sailor into the next bar. But they then, are not. Boom. Boom. It's going to hit. And, and so, it might uh, be that Joe Biden and Kamala are both puppets and they are derelict. And that may be truthful, but it doesn't change the fact that very sinister plans are being hatched and are uh, being moved forward behind the scenes. George Washington University law professor John Turley or Jonathan Turley basically said on Thursday that factors that preclude recommending charges for Joe Biden could cause problems for his reelection. So in this council, he went in and said, I can't remember, I can't remember, I can't remember. He kind of pulled a Bill Clinton, right? Uh, and or then Ronald Reagan. Now, Reagan did the same Ronald thing. Reagan. Yeah, that's right. right. Okay, now then when he comes out, he's trying to say, no, that's not true. I've got a great memory. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. But the statements that he made could come back to haunt him for his reelection. You know, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I have a feeling that they're moving the chess pieces to create a fall for Joe in some way. And I don't know how or what exactly. I just know this. I don't think that he can cognitively handle. They want to basically let him finish his presidency. So what do we got? A year from, a little less than a year from now to get whatever? I don't know how they're going to navigate that because his gaffes are too great at this point. Just too much. Every time he speaks, every time he appears, it's just disaster. And I don't think well, they can take the risk between now and a whole year from now. No, I... I I've been watching this since the day, well, long time before he went in. But but I got to tell you, he's lasted longer than I thought he was going to. I mean, I'm, I'll admit that I thought that they would have pulled the plug and Kamala would be in there. We would have a first female black president, and you know everything's celebration. And now we got a um, an incumbent running in 2024. I mean, that's that's kind of how I saw it playing out. But uh, it hasn't, and and so they've got something else up their sleeve or their other rabbit in their other hat or something like that. You're right about but, that, and here's the statistic, in my opinion, that they're watching very closely. 77% of voters, that's 77% of voters, last August in a 2023 uh, Associated Press uh, NORC poll saying that he is too old to serve effectively as president. And I want to amend that because, again, they play games with words. I don't think he's too old because I think that there's a lot of 81-year-olds that could do fine. Okay? Ron Paul, when he was 81, would have been fine. Okay? So it isn't that he's too old as much as that it's, hey, Joe Biden, is, is his, he's got cognitive decline and health problems that preclude him from being able to move forward. And, and, and I just don't know. I mean, he's lasted way longer than I thought he would, too. But at the same time, I don't know if he can last the whole next year. Now, Hillary Clinton literally jumping in and getting a lot of prime time. She went on the mainstream press. Hillary Clinton, quote, Tucker Carlson was a useful idiot during the interview that aired Wednesday evening on MSNBC, which is the interview with Vladimir Putin. So now they're giving Hillary prime time to criticize Tucker and saying, how dare he 
Uh, this guy, you know, Tucker's kind of an insurrectionist now. He's a bad guy. He should have never interfered. This is out of control. Why is Hillary now literally the one teed up to call the shots or to make the points? Why would we have old Hillary doing that? She's been disgraced back in 2016 when she lost and complained it was voter fraud. Now, literally eight years later, she's rolling in going, hey, Tucker's an idiot. Uh, Joe's this. What is she talking about? But how did she get that cred to continue? And the answer, mainstream press, deep state. Right? Yeah, I'm, uh, and then Hillary, I mean, it's not like she never had any baggage, and certainly her husband is one of the ah. biggest bags that could be held around anywhere. But her giving away of our strategic, um, you know, minerals and all those kind of things, it's like, holy Hannah. And, and Hillary Clinton, I mean, she's had her, uh, shall we say, decline. I mean, she's had collapses, very public collapses, you know, and and she's just, sh- she's shrill. And and it's like uh, there's maybe she's on some medications now. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I'm speculating, of course, but but I just think that there's they're trotting uh, trotting out anybody they can to to take away from what should have been recognized as a major exposure of foreign policy shortfall in the current administration. The president is supposed to be the the chief diplomat, if you will, of the United States. And, and you know, you can argue about, well, okay, I mean, he's, he's limited in this and that and the other. I understand all those issues. But, but the, the face that's put out there as this, the chief executive officer, if you will, of the United States is the president. The president brings treaties to the Senate for ratification. Our president hasn't come out of his basement, really, literally, I mean, he goes out and gets an ice cream cone occasionally and tips over his bike and, you know, things like that and talks about people that are dead people that he's talking with lately and everything. I mean, I, you know, and, and I, I, people would say probably that I'm being very harsh to him, but I'm caricaturizing what his presidency has been. And, and people have got to recognize that as this chief diplomat of the United States, he has fallen way short. Some reporter guy goes to the Kremlin, interviews the president of Russia. Holy cow. And the president of Russia can't even remember, on the interview he said this, he can't remember the last time he talked to Joe Biden. Biden's handlers know that that Putin would eat his lunch. If they had a one-on-one discussion... Putin would be would wonder yeah, who he was talking look, to. Look, if we have a faux war going on, I say faux because it's not properly declared, but we're there, between the Ukraine and Russia, and Joe hasn't talked to the Russian leader to see if he can come to a, an understanding or a, a, a possibly a solution or a back away or a peace accord or agreement or whatever you want to say, and, and there's been no effort in that. Joe hasn't done that at all. Um, national security is really the situation here, folks. How do we send our children in harm's way, spend billions of dollars and do all these things, pick sides? And, you know, then now they criticize Tucker. Tucker said, hey, I tried to interview the Ukrainian president, too, but he won't do it. My question is, yeah. how come if he's the good guy and, you know, Putin's the bad guy, why not interview him, too? Because he won't do it. Now, it gets worse because Putin confirms to Tucker Carlson that, you know what, Biden's not even running the country. And then. uh Tucker said, well, who is, you know, what, who is running the country? And the answer from Vladimir Putin is the same forces 
which have always run it. You might change presidents, but you don't change who's in real power. That's who we have to deal with. Joe is just a facade for the power structure, Putin said. You look at that and you put that along with this special counsel and the mishandling of these documents and the gaffes in public with the latest press conferences. And you say this happening all at the same time is there's got to be fire where there's smoke. There's got to be something more here that we're not seeing to have this all culminate at the same time. Uh, Dr. Bradley, when asked about a possible second term for Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin said, for one thing, he never insulted us. In other words, hint, Joe Biden has insulted us, the Russians, multiple times. You know, But Donald Trump never insulted us. He has a great respect for Russia. We will start from a position of friendship and trust, and then all problems are solvable. We can get this done. Trust me, Vladimir Putin said. That's a very interesting statement. Uh, and we're told that the world just hates Donald and Donald's going to run the whole nation off the cliff. Uh, so we got to have Joe. And the uh, Russia, Vladimir Putin's basically saying, look, I haven't talked to Joe. I can't. I won't talk to Joe. There's no point. Uh, but I would talk to Donald and we could start from a, 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 a place of possible solutions. He blatantly said that in the interview. How could you get more clear on the world stage than that, doctor? Well, that's that's the thing. As I've said a number of times, Putin is a very astute man, well briefed. He's plugged into what's happening in the world. And the fact of the matter is that that he knows the deep states there. He's, he's inferred as much by saying Biden's not running things. And it's a truthful statement. He's being honorable in what he says. He has a relationship with Trump. I mean, all of those things. But here's how the mainstream's going to play that. They're going to say, see, see. Trump is a puppet of Putin, and that is exactly the opposite of what the message was. It's a Kennedy-Khrushchev conversation, not an incompetent, doddering old man against a sharp-as-a-whip uh, foreign power. So, you know, yeah, there's there's a lot of We're going to talk about this board, this. what it means for America, elections, civil war, and a whole lot of things. We'll talk about it more in seconds. Hour one in the can. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Check out his collegiate series at freedomrisingsun.com. It's called To Preserve the Nation. Also, join his weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and more. That's freedomsrisingsun.com. Donate to us liberally as well. LibertyRoundtable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. 